Pharmacologist Malcolm Byron. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in on a Wednesday morning, November 16th, 2022. Right now in the capital city, we've got 18 degrees. Burr! Clear skies, going to be in the 30s again today. Although, guys, next week is looking up. It is uh, back in the 50s, it looks like, for much of next week. That backyard football game for Thanksgiving going to be real nice to be doing that out there. I uh, got a good show for you today. It's What Chaps Your Eyed Wednesday. Your chance to get it off your chest. You can do that. Facebook.com slash LNK today. You can do that on the Rickstein Recognition text line at 402-479-1400. Or you can use the phone line to give us a call when that comes up as well. Uh, all right. And then we've got during the 8 o'clock hour, uh, Mayor Leary and Gaylor Baird is going to join us. Uh, John Bishop is going to join us. And uh, yeah, and we got a lot, a lot of different things to get to today uh mark vale good morning how are we doing today present present good good to uh you you didn't mention the wind chill what is it is the uh wind chill feels like 10 is that what you have yeah, to that's it just warmed up to 10 it was <laughs> nine, 9 about 10 minutes ago i i made the mistake yesterday so two days ago i have a new routine dog owner i know you guys know nobody needs to hear about my dog all the time but i got a new routine that i take my dog out either for a walk or take him to the dog park when i get home for what is in you know i guess early it'd be lunch for other people but it's more like uh 10 10 30 for me uh so about that time we'll, we'll usually go out monday it was fine it was good we went out uh, enjoyed it at, it was it was fairly nice weather out there and so I dressed the exact same way yesterday for the same activity <laughs> and without looking too closely at the weather. And I learned quickly that I was not uh, Monday and Tuesday were very different animals weather wise. Little, and little breeze. Makes yeah, a that difference. breeze. It wasn't a ton, but just that little bit really, really made a difference. And, and those cloudy skies and and it's going to be breezy today. Could have oh, gusts to 25. Oh, God, that oh, th- be. Be thinking about me today at about 11 a.m., please. 10, 30, 11 a.m. Be thinking about me um, yeah, <laughs> while maybe. I'm outside with my dog. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, did you see that? Uh, Sunday, 50. Monday, 52. Tuesday, 54. Wednesday, 54. Really took kind of a, a jump in the uh, kind of a change in the forecast. And Dr. Dewey had said something like that that was coming in a tweet. Uh, he's going to join us Tuesday. Uh, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving to kind of give us a, a holiday forecast. So is that um, going to be since, like a uh, cargo shorts alert yeah, for Thanksgiving? Oh, definitely. Absolutely. If you're there, it, phew, it, th- those houses are going to be at unbearable temperatures. You got to go short sleeve shirts. You got to go cargo shorts. Right now, uh, they're I wouldn't at- even wear layers. I would just do that first layer only. Really? Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're talking 50, 52, 53 with the oven on all day, yeah, you got to I mean, I'd be you got to be careful right now. They're saying cloudy and 50. Oh, okay. Well, still, I would still yeah. say the same so, thing. Okay. I, would, I would still say the Don't same break thing. Out the, uh, I haven't seen the cargo short alert lately. No. Uh, well, I mean, we're coming off summer. I think people are still fairly attuned to it, but it's <laughs> nine uh, degrees and they're still attuned to it. No. They're still, it's just, it just hasn't been that long ago that it was yeah, very okay. common. So I'll give you that. One. You really have to, people start to lose their, you know, 
lose their sensibilities about it when we get into the winter further. So that's when we start we start usually putting those up. Uh, all right, uh, news things we got going on today. Uh, they're still, you know, I, I give a hard time to uh, to Arizona and Nevada, but we are still counting some votes in Nebraska. Uh, too, and we're not quite totally done counting votes in Nebraska, but even in the tightest of races, guys, it does look like we're not going to have a change of outcome in those races as additional votes are counted, and those are provisional ballots. Um, those are ones that the that the Scantron or whatever couldn't. No, those read. are resolution, resolution, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They, they. So they they the resolution ballots. They they hand counted those. Okay, um, and you still have. Um, in the county attorney's race, you still have Condon leading Morfeld uh, by uh, just over a thousand votes right now. Um, so that narrowed a little bit, but it's just over a thousand. That is still not within the margin that it would take to trigger an automatic recount. Uh, that would be one percent of the winning of the leading vote getters total, I believe. So that would be about five hundred fifty. So even so, even with the eight one thousand eight hundred fifty provisional ballots, um, plus about two hundred twenty more resolution ballots, so right around two thousand more ballots to count. Um, you would need, I mean, a Morfeld would need like to 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 come back and win that thing would need like seventy five percent of those uh, to come back and even trigger a. Uh, that may even be short too, but in a, a, a large majority of them, he'd have to have a thousand more votes, thousand ish more votes, and even to trigger a recall, he would have to have five hundred ish more votes with those remaining ballots, and that's one, you know, it's one that's been running close to fifty fifty the entire way, and so those would have to be kind of a significant change from what you've seen in those in the past. Um, nothing significantly changed in either of the legislative races either that were really tight as well. Um, you had district district twenty six. George Dungan actually extended his lead over Russ Barger um, by six votes in that. And so that's still about a 180, 185. Well, not about. It's exactly 185 uh, difference there. So that was one, again, that doesn't, it looks very unlikely to flip based on the remaining 2,000 ballots. And realize of those 2,000 ballots, only a portion of them are going to be from District 26 as well. So, the, <laughs> and and that's one of them where... The, the 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 balance of power in the legislature kind of hinges on that one as well. If it would go one way or the other, I think uh, people have been counting uh, Duncan as winning it since he has this this lead that looks to be significant enough. Um, they've been counting that when they're kind of doing the forecast of what the legislature looks like la- uh, last year. And also, Daniel Conrad uh, increased her lead like slightly, like nine votes against James Michael Bowers to 174. So, again, not one that looks like it is going to change uh, v- most likely with those, unless the unless those ballots are really exceptional in terms of who they're for as compared to what the rest of the populations has been. And uh, I don't know why a provisional, you know, I, I don't know who the typical pro- provisional ballot voter is, to be honest, Mark. I don't, I don't think there I, is I mean, a typical Like, one. I don't know, you know how, but you know how I'm saying, like, the male, early voters are more typically Democrat, late voters are, are typically Republican. I'm not sure if there's a theory that goes along with provisional ballot voters like that as People well. People move a lot, probably. Yeah, I suppose. Well, that sounds like Democrats. That I have no idea. Legitimately, have no idea if that's if that's actually one, one thing you know about those Democrats. They love to move, love to move house to house, basically vagabonds. 
The uh, county, uh, just you know, from a thirty thousand foot view of the uh, ballots, uh, county definitely moved to the left. The county did the move to the on, left on the on the uh, statewide well you, stuff. So you had a you had a change in county assessor. I meant right. the county vote. Like oh, on, the uh, county. Oh, just in the total. Right. Just to, it, yeah, you know the from where it was compared yeah, to what, governor, four years ago. You know, Carol Blood won the governor yeah. in the county. Uh, Patty Panzing Brooks uh, mm-hmm. and and that. So yeah, and with the mayor's race coming up, it 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 does make you wonder. And I realize that's the city, not the county. But with the mayor's race being the next election here, uh, what does that mean for the prospects of the potential reelection of Mayor Lirian Gaylor Baird? Think she's going to announce her intentions to? Uh, re- I guess run? I could ask her again. I can ask. I asked her. I know. What two months ago? I think you should ask her again. This is campaign announcement week. I can tell you what she's going to say, though. Well, the word on the street is the announcement's coming very, very soon. All right, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll ask for an update then. I can. I mean, I can do that. My sources are telling me it could happen at this week. Actually. All right. So why did the Board of Regents get together? (laughs) Uh, COVID nineteen risk dial moves up. From low yellow to mid yellow, um, the reason they said they were doing that cases increased over the last week um, by about sixty from week to week. Uh, rolling average of hospitalizations has increased by about from forty to about forty eight, um, and so they are uh, they had a couple of deaths reported as well. One so, of those was from a long time ago. Was it just okay. confirmed? Okay, it said two were reported last yeah. week. Was the the numbers? Oh yeah, that, you're right. Uh, uh, um, an eighty year old uh, died this in, week, but in the other February, one, well, yeah. yeah, was right. So, and I I think they're you know probably maybe this doesn't happen if you're going into the holiday season. But again, I'll say this you know I'll say the same thing that I've I said, and it'll probably come up in what chapter I'd Wednesday too is. Uh, I think the the vast majority of the the vast majority of people are not super attuned or changing their lives significantly for um for with what's happening with this if if i didn't yeah like if i weren't if i weren't working here and talking about it i don't know that i would be very aware of what was happening with it but nonetheless well, you should be aware because you'd be changed. listening to the morning show if the morning show were talking about it in this yeah. alternate world that we're living in that's true where i'm not doing it anymore <laughs> So we got that. Uh, I don't know. Did I miss anything else, Mark? Those are the first two things that I have no, on those, my list this morning. That's, uh, those are the, the primary ones. Yeah. Uh, got a couple of uh, um, settlements. I think we talked a little bit about it yesterday. Uh, Walmart, big settlement uh, on the opioid thing. Nebraska's going to get about $11 million. Oof. Okay. Uh, but $3 billion nationally. Uh, Attorney General Doug Peterson spoke to uh, Michael uh, in the newsroom yesterday. Also confirmed that they're in negotiations with uh, Walgreens and CVS for additional settlement. Wow! And then uh, what the the, and, the and Google? Uh, you know, we got the Google settlement too, right? Uh, and then um, yeah, the, there was also a, a, a piece in the uh, that Paul Hamill did in the Examiner today about the the dollars that Nebraska got in the infrastructure law as well. Right. Um, so yeah, the com- completely Biden. separate deal, but yeah. Uh, but just uh, something the Biden administration was was touting there. And uh, if you, what was it? Was it uh, show me the money? Yeah, uh, show me the Rod Tidwell, Rod Tidwell, uh, and Jerry Maguire. Uh, uh, 
uh, then uh, maybe you didn't hear that Trump's running again. Uh, he announced it last night at uh, Mar-a-Lago. Oh, so, so he did, didn't announce a new football coach. No, he, uh, he did not. Boy, I'm not going to trust he that did not source anymore. <laughs> he did not mention that. Uh, they got. They finally got Artemis launched. Yep, added in the, the in the middle of the dang night, so he didn't get to watch it. Although there's some really cool pictures from it, so I've got audio from Trump. I've got audio from Artemis. I got audio from a whole bunch of that stuff from the for the sound off today. Uh, in Fifty case years since it. Apollo. Uh, as I understand it. They're saying, and I guess you would expect this. This is kind of the way that I would suppose technology goes. It always gets more. It always gets better. But they're saying it's it's NASA's most powerful, NASA's most powerful rocket or spacecraft uh, in history. So, and again, I suppose that's probably obvious. The newer it gets, it always is going to be more like that. But some really cool pictures of that whole thing last night. And it is, it's the precursor to putting a, putting a man uh, and or a woman on the, uh, on the moon here a few years down the road once again. And being a launch point for possible trip to Mars. Yep. Which Trump actually mentioned in his speech last really? night. <laughs> I did <laughs> going, not watch going, it. Going to Mars. Going to Mars. He stayed. He really stayed on script last night. Really stayed. On, he had somebody telling him to stay on script last night. Is that what listen. they've worked on the last two years? I. He was. It was. I was surprised. Yeah. He was. He was very much staying on. Uh, staying on script. Windshield just dropped to eight. <laughs> Mars cool. You have the windows open in there today. I, no, I've got, I've got I don't a, hear any cars passing by. No, windows are closed and the heater is going under my desk. All right. <laughs> uh, and the uh, Casey Thompson watch continues. Day to day. We'll never know. I mean, day to day. It'll, it'll, it'll be day to day for the rest of our lives, I feel like. Day to day, I would still expect Logan Smothers to start on oh, Saturday. God. I mean, no offense to Logan, but I mean. Uh, the, the 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 issue is if he if he gets hurt you're going to a guy that has got no experience other than that last drive in Michigan and a guy right. who's a who's emerged as the uh, number whatever it would be now number four, four guy uh, when you when you didn't think he would probably be the number four guy if you ever had to go that low in Jared Sinek yeah and it's intriguing hearing that com- conversation on the quarterbacks because yesterday Mickey Joseph said. They'd go to Cynic, then would be number two, and they might go to Richard Torres if they have to after that. And I was thinking, well, he didn't play at all last year. He's coming off an injury. He's a true freshman, right. and his right. name is coming up before Heinrich Harbor. Who's been in this program for? Who's been three, here for what? two springs? Yeah. He's a, he's the uh, um, he's the same age as Cynic, I believe, redshirt freshman, and he's on scholarship. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So uh, the uh, Casey watch continues, but he has been practicing. He has been practicing. It's just whether or not he can get a grip on the ball to actually to actually throw it. So we've uh, we got that. And uh, what in the heck happened with women's basketball yesterday, Caleb? And I know it wasn't on on TV for like anyone watching, unless you're shelling out an ungodly amount of money to actually watch. Or you this live thing. in Omaha. Or it was on in Omaha. Yeah, on, uh, and it was on, on Cox. Cox. Yeah. Well, I didn't see it. I listened. I I tuned into some of. Uh, Cody and Grish when I had the chance last night, but it wasn't going to. It was well, over so. quick. God. Creighton got ahead early, oh, and then just just held it. Nebraska, they had some open shots that they didn't make. Creighton took advantage of the turnovers. Yeah, Creighton played like a team who knows that they can make the Elite Eight. Nebraska played like a team that's still finding its identity with with some changes man. in personnel, even though they still have a strong. Core I just didn't. Back. I still didn't expect that kind of a result from this team just given the experience and success and the way they looked in those first two games so 
We'll see. Do you but, know the last time Creighton beat Nebraska by at least 26? In women's basketball? No. 1993. Jeez. All right. There you go. That's what's going on this morning. It is 625. By the way, here's a, a, a thought for the day. You know the word scent, like the scent of yeah. uh, perfume? Um, which uh, is silent, the S or the C? The C? Just, it's a oh, question. Just, it's just a rhetorical just, question. Just, yeah. Oh. Scent, neither of them. Scent. Scent. They combine. All right. It is 625. We'll ponder that, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Caleb's got sports next. Uh, we've got Fantasy Oscars in 10 minutes plus a sound off on KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com to get today's top local and Husker news sent straight to your email. Myron. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the sound off on LNK Today. But first, your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. But first... How sad is everybody that we only have five days of this left? Four days, five days, five days of this oh, left. Oh, one week Six away. Days. Six days. One well, how, week. Sad are, how sad are we that I can't count days on a calendar? We're in the penultimate week. The, there you go. Throw that word in whenever you can. Always will sound smart. Yes, three more days this week. Today, Thursday, Friday for the Wisconsin game, and then a shortened week next day where we'll only play Monday through Wednesday. For Fantasy Huskers, your final chance, your final chance to win pizza and gear, okay? So dial it up, get the intensity going, make sure you're listening every day of those final six days at both 635 and 810 to be getting your keywords, get those fingers texting, make sure you're spelling the words right, it's time to up your game. It's late in the season, it's time to up your game, and be thinking already in advance, prepared for your guests this week on what the longest punt of the game by either team is going to be. That is the question we are asking you today. Uh, let's see. Password today. Keyword is what? Punt. P-U-N-T. Punt. And we're looking for the longest one. Not net. Gr- gross. Is that what it's called? Gross punting? Gross punting? I don't think I, I mean, it's not. Seems I realize it's punting. not an accounting thing, but I just, <laughs> that's, that seems like. Uh, before taxes. Yeah, come before out. taxes fund. <laughs> We're looking for your punt before lump taxes. Lump sum. <laughs> We're just going to take this punt in a lump sum <laughs> instead of the annuity payments here, just at like eight yards every, every, uh, every few minutes. Uh, What's the federal government taking out of this punt? By the way, how's the? Uh, do we know anything about the person who won all that? That didn't just one person win Powerball. One person last in week. California. Some dude in Cali. That I want to. That story I want to hear. I mean, it would be hard. It would be hard to bankrupt yourself with that. But I want to see how they do it. I want to see how they try. Well, they went out and bought five hundred Lamborghinis. That uh, would not even make the tiniest dent. <laughs> I mean, not even that. That might cover what you get for the next uh, twelve days, and you're still you well. Know. In California, you probably only have a hundred million dollars left over after all. It's that. true. You probably get hit with taxes pretty good. Pretty good. So there you go. That is your uh, that is your keyword, and uh, got another one coming today at eight. 10. Uh, all right, let's get going here. Uh, Trump is running. He's a running. 
He's Trumps are running, boys. He's, he's, <laughs> he's uh, doing it. Uh, he said it as much last night at Mar-a-Lago. Florida. In Florida and uh, made the announcement. The president spoke for just over an hour and we kind of expected he was going to make this announcement, but it is official. His third run for the White House saying that he needs to finish what he started. Ladies and gentlemen, distinguished guests and my fellow citizens, America's comeback starts right now. He spoke in front of a crowd of several hundred supporters, and he was accompanied by his sons, Eric and Barron, his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, and of course, First Lady Melania. And no surprise here, he took sharp aim at the current president, Joe Biden. President Biden's reaction pointed tweet, this simply saying, Donald Trump failed America. All right. I will say that was that's a pretty sweet way to start a campaign. What was that? America's comeback starts now. It's uh, the one lady didn't even let him finish the money line, though. You got to calm down. Let him fi- let him have the spotlight until the line's over, and then you go crazy. She's like, no, I can see on the prompter. This is where we cheer. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was it. Uh, I I listened to the va- although like multiple of the net. I think Fox included uh, dumped out of the thing before it was over. Really? Yeah, they didn't. Uh, it was it was hard to find hear some of the end of end of the whole thing um the networks kind of dumped out of it so i i i heard i don't know how long of it they just wanted the 20 announcement minutes, and then a half hour on uh, they needed to get to the ca- you know cable news what pays the bills for them is getting that panel of people up there analyzing the crap out of it yeah that's i mean that's what we're here for right yes. yeah that's right um so there you go uh comes a week after the 22 midterm elections um and you know there were some people who wondered if this was the right timing for this or not. Uh, nonetheless, they decided to uh, to go for it here at this point. And I would I would say to the degree that I they heard it, it was a lot of uh, you know it was a little bit more a little bit more on script, a little less uh, off the a little less of the trademark sort of uh, content that we're used to from the, him. The fill in the gap parts yeah. of the script. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I would say I would say that, uh, but you know who's uh, you know who's not going to be a part of this one says she is done. His uh, and I don't think he mentioned uh, in terms of the family that was there. I don't think he mentioned her name. Ivanka says I'm done with politics. That's it for me. Ivanka Trump says that while she loves and supports her father, she's done with politics. On the night former President Donald Trump announced a third presidential bid, Ivanka tells Fox News Digital that this time around. I'm choosing, she says, to prioritize my young children and the private life we're creating as a family. Ivanka and her husband, Jared Kushner, lived in Washington, D.C. for four years. During that time, Ivanka served as a senior advisor in the White House under the Trump administration. She says she's proud of what she achieved, but says time is fleeting and her kids are young. Sue Guzman, Fox News. All right. Weren't, wasn't there word, obviously prior to last night, that... She might have a political future on yeah, stuff that's that she true. wanted to run yeah, for. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, not for now, at least. Maybe, Maybe not that they she wanted the kids to run for Maybe it. when the kids grow up. Yeah. I don't know. And then there's this. There's a, a, here, Poland uh, took took missile fire uh-huh. here in the last couple of days. And, and like the first thought was, okay, is is this something that is going to be the first steps into this becoming a larger, uh, a bigger sort of world event with more countries getting involved? Well, it turns out 
it turns out that Poland and the United States uh, and a lot of people don't actually think that this was um, something that Russia did. They actually think it was uh, actually a mistake. The most prominent theory is that as Ukraine was trying to defend itself, shoot down or intercept some of those more than 80 missiles that Russia fired at it yesterday, one of its defensive missiles strayed into Polish territory. But at this point, Poland and its allies are trying to figure out how to frame the attack because if it wasn't a deliberate attack by Russia or even an accidental attack by Russia. It is still very clearly a side effect of Vladimir Putin's war. The missile hit in rural territory. It killed two farmers, according to Polish media reports, aged 60 and 62 years old in the community of Peshevodów. People are very distraught. I mean, I, so, I mean, you're certainly not, not going to come on here and say, I'm, I'm, I'm glad this happened. I'm not, but if had it been... Russia behind this, um, and especially if there were indications that it was done intentionally in some way or as a warning or something, who knows what that would have meant in terms of um, of kind of ramping this whole yeah, thing certainly up. Certainly, so, potentially a larger yeah. conflict from that point yeah. on. Uh, Artemis took off in the middle of the night. They uh, launched the unmanned, unwomaned uh, rocket that is going to go up and uh, kind of test out what the possibility is of getting somebody on the moon once again. Here's how it sounded. Five, four stage engines start. Three, two, one. Boosters and ignition. And liftoff of Artemis 1. We rise together back to the moon and beyond. All right, so there you go. Almost that done. countdown was not consistent. I <laughs> know. Evidently, right? It was like five, four, three. That's like when student sections are trying to <laughs> count down the the end of a quarter and I mean, throw I, off the other team. I'm assuming that wasn't like the official. No. Like uh, the guy with the the ignition button in the rocket is not waiting to is, does not have that. It's not in the guy his, in the command. Center. Actually, there's nobody in there, so it's, there's not a person. Yeah, the person at the command command center who pushes the go button. Five. Four ignition. Look at all those rockets going. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> I missed it. Oh, looks like we're delayed for another two weeks. Ah, crap. All right, more on this. NASA's Orion space capsule is finally on its way to the moon after the thunderous launch early this morning, lighting up the night sky, drawing applause and cheers, not only for NASA finally getting this off, but also for the Artemis program, which will eventually put humans back on the lunar surface for the first time in 50 years since the last Apollo mission. And the spectacular launch almost suffered another delay. First, a liquid hydrogen leak last night was discovered. Then one of the range's radar stations lost its important signal, but both were resolved rather quickly allowing the Space Launch System and the Orion capsule to make the two-hour launch window, and away it went. All right, so uh, it, it, it is there. Um, uncrewed test flight around, and as I said, beyond the moon uh, that, that is going to go along with this. Um, and, and eventually, so this is Artemis 1. Um, Artemis 2 uh, will be a uh, a crewed flight beyond the moon, which will take f- humans further than they've ever been in space. So that'll be the farthest out you've ever had humans in space. And then Artemis three, the plan is that will be the first female astronaut and the first astronaut of color on the moon. They're going to spend a week there performing scientific studies on the lunar surface. And then, of course, that would be the uh, first crewed moon landing since Apollo 17, which is 1972. 
Is that right? 1972, uh, I believe. So that that whole thing, um, and and this was is going to be NASA says this is the first steps to to launch a future crewed mission to to Mars, um, which would involve building a new space station in lunar orbit and a habitable moon base, which allows you to get to Mars. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is cool stuff. I mean, come on, come on. I'm glad. I'm I'm glad. Like. Uh, I'm glad space talk feels like it's back. Um, all right, what else do we have going on? Uh, this is interesting. Could this be a trend in uh, in Arizona? One of the things they've decided to do in a school district there, and it's been discussed in other school districts around the country, is hey, we got a problem having teachers one get, getting teachers to stick around. Maybe one of the ways that we lessen those issues for for subs for everything that goes along with it is we uh, we shorten the school week. We give teachers more planning days. We make it easier to be a teacher to some degree. This is what they're doing in Arizona. Could it be a trend? Liberty Elementary School District parents just found out their child will only have school Monday through Thursday starting next school year. Given that I work from home, it works for me. 61% of parents who took the school survey voted in favor of the change. The school district recognizes the concerns from parents and teachers, but explains why the board made the decision. We learned that it may not make as, as much of a budget impact, but we did recognize that it would make a very significant impact on teacher retention and recruitment. Superintendent Dr. Lori Sheff says when it comes to students, the school district will adjust after school programs so school care services can be provided on Fridays for students who need it. And it's it's interesting that that comes down now because uh, there was just a uh, note that I got as a parent of an LPS student, and now I can't find it in my email. That they're going to have two um, days off uh, yeah. coming up here. I, yeah. I saw Channel 8 had it. Okay, yeah, they're, they've got a couple of, couple of days. They're going to have a couple of unplanned Because they're going to use those days. as teacher planning yep, days. It's teacher planning, which is kind of the same. I mean, it's, it's a smaller version of right. what's happening there with that district. So my question for that in, in Arizona, and if you were to do it somewhere else, what does that mean for your length of school year? Where where right. where is are that, you pu- where are you putting those you, other hours? Those other are you just taking hours? them away? Are they going away, or are you? Because I think you have the... you have to have so many hours. That's right. why when you have snow days, they're like, well, we're adding another yeah. day here in That's May. Good question. It's a good question. Would it, would it help? I mean, would it help teacher retention if you take that one day a week away, but then add, you know, three weeks to the school year, right, uh, or something of that? Something I don't, that probably wouldn't be enough, but you know what I mean. So. Uh all right, let's do uh let's do a couple other a couple other fun ones here before we finish this up. Um we got a couple of entertainment ones here. And this one is is uh I think mainly my daughter, I don't know if she's listening right now, but she is uh perhaps the world's foremost expert on Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> she sounds like it. Holy cow. It's she's she's uh it's a lot. <laughs> It's a lot, but she is very proud of it, and she very much knows it. But a big loss to the franchise of the Hallmark Christmas movie, because the one actress, if you know anything about it that you think of when you think of these, and and again, I know about it because they're going on in my house constantly, is former uh, Full House actor playing DJ Tanner, Candace Cameron Bure. She's in 
a good 75% of these movies. Yeah. It feels like. <laughs> uh, she's saying she's she's done. Really? She is. She's moving to a competitor. Take a listen. Candace Cameron Bure is speaking out about her move from Hallmark Channel to Great American Family. She told the Wall Street Journal, I knew that the people behind Great American Family were Christians that loved the Lord and wanted to promote faith programming and good family entertainment. Under her banner, she explained that the reason she left Hallmark was because it basically is a completely different network than when I started because of the change of leadership. This holiday season, Hallmark is promoting its first holiday film with an LGBTQ storyline titled The Holiday Sitter. Beret said, I think that Great American Family will keep traditional marriage at the core. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Oh, boy. And and then I got... It got, uh, I don't know if political is the word, but yeah, cultural worry on that whole thing. All right. Well, I'd, unfortunately, you know, whatever people stand on that, I don't think that any of those movies are going off in my house. At least could we wait to, to watch them until after Thanksgiving? That's, I mean, that's one question. On Netflix, it's Vanessa Hudgens. In just oh, yeah. All, all of the, the Princess Switch and its sequel and the sequel to that. By the way, yeah, Netflix <laughs> tries to get in on this, too. They'll make, they did it with, there's a Lindsay Lohan one this year. Yeah, there where it is. it's the exact, I mean, it is the exact genre. I mean, the genre must make dough like crazy because everybody wants in on it. It's these movies where you can, and here's what happens with them. You can sit down. I'll come in the room and she's watching it. Give me, give me 180 seconds of watching it. That's all I need. 180 seconds of watching it and a pen and a pad. And I will outline for you the rest of the plot of that movie right at that point. I can do, I can, I can do it almost every time. Uh-huh. It's very easy. My daughter does not like when I do that. And My I'm like, wife doesn't I'm like, like that I, either. I can't believe, I'm like, I can't believe I'm surprising you though. You know this, right? You watch these all the time. You realize this uh, man and this woman, or in this case now man and man, uh, who don't like each other that much, are going to start liking each other down, we, down the road. We watched one last year that had Nina Dobrev on from I've Vampire no Diaries. Okay. My, my wife loves that show. Okay. And she was like, we have to watch this. We have to watch this because it's got one of my favorite actor in it. Well, we're watching it and I go, those two are going to fall in love. No, they're, they're going <laughs> to... They're literally going to fall in love at the end of this. How could that's she what's that? going to happen. She goes, no, she still likes us. I go, that's not what's going to happen. Do you not understand the genre of movie we're watching? Uh, very last but not least, uh, Elton John doing his final concert this uh, coming weekend in the U.S., finishing at Dodger Stadium. You know, he wore the sequin Dodger outfit that became famous. And uh, they're going to live stream this thing on, uh, I believe it's on Apple. Uh, they're going to live stream the whole thing. John is saying goodbye to the road. The legendary performer has asked some friends to join him as he plays Dodger Stadium this Sunday, which is his last North American performance as part of his farewell Yellow Brick Road Tour. The superstar will be joined by Dua Lipa, Brandi Carlisle, and Kiki D during the event, which will be live streamed on Disney+. Plus. Elton John oh, live Plus, farewell sorry. from Dodger Stadium is a three-hour event that will air Sunday on the streamer. The festivities will also include an hour-long special. iHeartRadio presents Elton John's Thank You to America, the final song, which will be broadcast on more than 320 stations nationwide. Michelle Polino, Fox News. I'm about bringing Kiki D back so they All can right. do Don't Go Breaking My Heart. That is... I wouldn't say that's an A-lister, but it helps if you're going to do that song, I guess. All right, 654, we'll take it. Sorry, Disney Plus, not Apple. That was my bad. 654, yeah, we'll take get it. Right. Do Crime Stoppers coming up next. Sorry, KLIN.
They done it. And now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. It's alumni week here on uh, the Crime Stoppers segment. Matt Stegman is uh, in today for Chad Hine uh, joining us now. Hi, Matt. How you doing? I'm doing well. Long time no see. Good to I, see you again. I know. It's been too long. It's good. At, did you miss us? Over I did. The years? I bet you did. I do. Every day. <laughs> every every day. It's all you think about. Yes. It's all you think about. Well, glad glad to have you back. Uh, tell us a little bit of what you guys are working on here this week. Uh, yeah, the website's been updated. There's quite a few new cases. A couple I'll talk about. First one's called Porch Pirate. The reason I bring this up is uh, this will be hitting us really hard here soon with people ordering packages. Um, this is a case that occurred in the area of 18th and H back on October 24th, around 10 o'clock in the morning. The video, if you watch it, there's also still shots. The video shows FedEx uh, person dropping off the package, does his job, walks away, and about an hour later, this uh, black female walks onto the porch, tries to open the door, looks in. Uh, gets on her phone, starts talking to someone, and then walks away with the package. Um, victim does not have any idea who this person is. Package had about $470 worth of items inside of it. Jeez. And so, you know, it's a good reminder, you know, maybe have someone look at your packages or watch your packages. You can track your package so that way it doesn't yeah. just show up and someone take it. But pretty good photos. Uh, she's wearing a pink Huntington Beach, California sweatshirt, black backpack, blue jeans. Hopefully someone recognizes her and gives us a tip. All right, what else we got? Uh, Magic Tricks is a little bit further down. It's a shoplift that occurred at Shields. Um, Back in late August, uh, this male walks into the store grabs a couple uh, tie-dye hoodie and sweatpants from the rack, goes into the changing room. Puts them right on, huh? Puts them right on, uh, easy wear out. And But before he walks out, decides to go to the magic card area and takes about five, at least five packages of playing cards and magic cards, stuffs them in his pockets, and then exits the store, which is unique. We don't see that a lot. Um you know, this this outfit's going to stand out, and maybe the magic card, someone recognizes him, but he's lost about $175, so we're hoping someone recognizes him, because we've had some similar thefts. All right, if you know somebody doing card tricks, uh, you might want to take a look. I didn't even know they sold those at Shields, to be honest. All right, very good. Go to LincolnCrimeStoppers.com. All the info is there on how to help out. Good to see you, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Nice seeing you. Talk to you again soon. All right, it's 7 o'clock on KLIM. Lincoln up here in a few days. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44. And oh, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. It's time to get it off your chest with What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. Call or text the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline at 402-479-1400 to tell us what's chapping your hide. Alright, let's get it going. We find that when you, uh, when you open up a little bit and you get those things out there that are bugging you, that are driving you nuts, even if they're little, even if they're uh, de minimis, as we say, in the uh, legal field, that it often makes you uh, makes you feel a little bit better, makes it a little bit more productive, a little bit more pleasant to be around, and uh, everybody appreciates it. So, uh, it's our community service project. It is What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. Three ways to get in touch with us. Always call or text on the Rick Stein Recognition line, 402-479-1400. I already have a couple of phone calls ready to go. We also uh, have Facebook.com slash LNK today, which it looks like today, for the first time in a little while, we have actually coordinated between myself and the uh, listeners to actually not only get it posted, but get Get some responses, which oddly has been a problem on both sides. Got to get that timing down. Got to get that. Uh, all right, let's go. To the, <laughs> got it. 
get, get, get. Uh, let's go to the phones. Debbie is first. Good morning, Debbie. The floor is yours. What chaps your height today? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Well, I am a political wonk. Love anything to do with politics. Just think it's great. Watch everything. Listen to everything. Even listen to you two the night of the election. I thought it was really good. You did Thank great you. coverage. Thank you. But we, but we still don't have total results, and that just really chaps my hide. It's almost anticlimactic by the time we find out who actually won races because <laughs> it's in the past. You don't even think about it anymore. Yeah, you know? I know. It's like that's, that's sort of the payback at the end of the night of doing it is like, okay, there's going to be this uh, this sort of moment where something is, is called in a lot of places they were, but yeah, even and we're going to talk about it in the morning drive. you still got still got a handful, almost 2,000 votes to be counted even locally here uh, with this I thing. Know it. So. I, saw, I saw somebody at the at the Liba luncheon yesterday, and I told this person, I said, you ran a really good race. Oh, I still have a chance to win. I said, you do? You know, I didn't know. <laughs> this is awkward. Well, potentially yeah, congratulations then. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I wasn't even sure how to respond to that remark, but I thought, geez. I get it. So, I know. Well, it's, it's also really hard to know when to end your coverage on election night when you don't know if you're going to have results or not, which was, exactly. was something we tried to figure out. But I, I appreciate yeah. you listening to our coverage, and, and uh, at least getting you some of that information. We'll get you the rest of it here a little bit uh, down the road, probably. Thank you yeah, so much. Maybe, maybe next Wednesday. Maybe, maybe next Wednesday we'll know. There you go. Okay. Thank right. you, Debbie. Thanks. Appreciate Bye. it. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about your. Sorry you didn't come through in your race. Thought you won a great campaign. What are you talking about? It's not over oh, yet. <laughs> it's not over. It's, I'm still winning this thing. Oh well. Great. We just, we just gotta have a great two minute drill. <laughs> All right, back to the phones. Ben is next. Good morning, Ben. What's chapping your hide today? Hey, I guess I didn't know uh, Debbie was uh, meeting with Donald Trump, saying he still has a chance to win in twenty twenty two. Oh, no, I, I, I was there. I know know who Debbie was talking to. It would have been. Big, I feel like it would have been bigger news if Trump was at the Liba thing anyway. But right. anyway, Ben. Anyway, Ben, what do you got? <laughs> I uh, may be mad in his pulled some string. Oh, anyway, so about, <laughs> you know, I got, I've been having a little trouble finding focus and direction in my life now that uh, Matt Davison is gone. <laughs> I don't know if I've called and complained about this before. Okay. The amount of fundraisers the schools do. <laughs> it's, it's like last year is my first, first time I had a kid, uh, you know, he was there for the full year. You know, we went all in on the first fundraiser, and then two weeks later, another one. <laughs> and another one. Right. And, uh, you know, so I have, I have a proposal just at the beginning of the every year. You know, uh, there's a few nonprofit organizations downtown or whatever, but how about we have, like, a bar crawl for LPS? <laughs> $5.00. <laughs> I think that would raise a lot of money. I, you know, I went to college with a lot of teachers in, in LPS. I know a lot of them from uh, the college days. I think they would be very, uh, you know, it wouldn't be a new thing for them. Let's put it that way. So, <laughs> have a drink for have a drink for the teachers at the beginning of the well, year. I, I was thinking like a kegger for the educator. <laughs> <laughs> We might want to workshop that name, but I like where you're going with it. And then, and then, and then, I assume you want no, we, the end result of that is no more uh, having your kids sell wrapping paper and stuff. 
Yes, okay. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be that would be the end goal. And then w- one more because I got to go. Uh, the guy in the stadium who screams "holding" on every play—that <laughs> uh, is just ridiculous. That's literally Learn the rules. That's literally uh, me, Ben. That's me. <laughs> well, yeah, come sit next to me, and I, I can give you a breakdown of what holding That'd be good. What is and, or or you have the, the opposite of that. Oh, holding on every play, guy. <laughs> so, all right, thank you, Ben. I appreciate it. They miss a lot of holding. I'm not going. I'm not backing down. It's also weird that they're yelling that at a volleyball match. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of fundraisers, real quick, can we? Oh God! I mean, listen. Are you I sure have, you want to go down? I this know. Road? I know. I know. I'm, I am very. I have. Be, uh, be cautious. I, here. I am. I am very intertwined with a very great nonprofit local community. Yes, yes you are. But let me say something that has nothing to do necessarily with that. When you go to these point of sale, when you get these point of sale fundraisers, um, and they're like, "Do you want to make a donation today?" and then they are wildly unspecific about what what it's for. Have you ever noticed this? Like, yeah. uh, like they'll be like, uh, "You want you want to donate to help uh, kids?" <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, maybe in, in general, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like how many? Like they're getting so nonspecific with these it's not like hey do you want we're doing a fundraiser for the american heart association or something like i get that and i still don't love it because it puts would you like to round up for america (laughs) right it puts everyone it puts the cashiers in an awkward position it puts the person and if we're gonna do it just have it be a question on the uh like on the credit card thing right not like a verbal request that all the cashiers have to No, because the question on the credit card thing is weird enough where they're like, hey, it's going to ask you some questions. I'm like, oh, you yeah. know what the question is on here. You know the question is tip. And right. then you see me here trying to hammer the button and they go, yeah, so it's not a touch screen. So you're going to have to hit that. They're like, so used to people trying to figure out how to exit out of no tip, no tip. Where, how do I go? No tip. Like, and you're like, you don't want them to know that you're really struggling not tipping them. But you just got me a cup of coffee. That's all you got me. And I, you know, <laughs> that's it. you just pumped the thing and put coffee in there. That's all. There's not a, a picture of Obama on top of my hot chocolate. So I don't, I, like, you didn't do something in the foam. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. It's, it's not that big. But I, I, I swear I went to the grocery store and they're like, hey, do you want to help sick kids? <laughs> I mean, yes, yes, and but not necessarily. I don't trust you. Uh, all right, uh, Scott, not Molly, has been had to wait for my rant first. Uh, good morning, Scott. What's on your mind? Good morning, guys. Uh, as we approach this holiday season, which actually you could back it up a month because it does include Halloween a lot of times. Yeah. The greatest evil in the history of the planet has returned. And that is? Plush toilet seat covers. <laughs> I do not. And so you go into, like, especially somebody else's house, you go in, you're going to use the bathroom, you go flip the lids up. You flip them up and they immediately fall right back down. <laughs> you do that about three or four times and you cannot get it to stay. Finally, you put as much shoulder grease as you can into it. And it's like staying up at like a direct 90 degree angle. <laughs> and as you start to take care of business, you're like, please, God, don't let this thing fall down. <laughs> I hate these things. Then you have time, you got to rip them off and put them back on because it won't stay up. Scott, I got to tell you, 
It's it's all about distribution of hands in my wife's bathroom. Dude, you, 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 you have to hold you have to hold stuff up while you do stuff. You have to, yeah. I mean, at, at some point, Scott, you just got to say, "I got to have a hand on it." The entire process, pretty right? much. Yeah, which much. brings up other dangers. Right, uh, gotta you have use a foot if you have to. Yep, yep. All right, Scott. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> what, is Scott going to people's houses in 1982? Is that that common? anymore is that a thing do you guys have those we have my wife likes one on the top they, of her bathroom really on her toilet i yeah. can't remember the last time i've been it's someplace been a, that been has those so i yeah that's i but I, I remember that being a bigger thing like are they decorative like they'll come on and off for the holidays oh no oh okay that's what no, i was thinking what there well no but what he was saying is that you go to parties at people's houses oh i get holidays. it i get it yeah. Yeah and and yeah, but I, I yeah. Had, don't you remember the ones that like looked like carpet? They yeah. looked like shag carpet. Yeah, my grandma and grandpa back years ago had that, and I always thought that's that was still a thing. <laughs> Is it really? It just looks like someone cut a rug, put some <laughs> yes. elastic on it, and put it on top of the seat. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I thought that went the way of of like wallpaper and like so many other things that we just don't do with home decor anymore. But it's not really my expertise, so Sir, maybe you, I don't. You were wrong. I apparently am wrong. Yeah, the only solution is just say it. <laughs> that's that's true, Mark. That's true. That's what I was told. <laughs> he said sit, everyone. Uh, let's see. That Paul is uh, next. Morning, that Paul. I try not to pick fights with the other callers, <laughs> and I'm trying not to be mean with this one. Really, really trying here. But Scott, not Molly. How many hands do you need to do it? I mean, are you are you a little full of yourself saying, well, I can't do it with just one hand? <laughs> That's why I said distribution of hands, Paul. Yeah, but he's saying he doesn't have enough. <laughs> yeah, one should probably be fine, you would think. I would think. <laughs> Thank you, that Paul. Uh, <laughs> Just, I, but I mean, I mean, listen. Without getting too detailed, <laughs> okay. Without getting too detailed, there are some posi- positioning issues that still I understand. It, that might, I mean, there's an optimum distance to be right, and you may have to tweak the angle and the distance. Were you needed to keep a hand on a? We're not deer hunting. Carpeted toilet seat. <laughs> Well, the the target is not the tar- the the target ma- stays the same, but your positioning changes. Okay, right. But if you have a moving, never mind. <laughs> What's on the Facebook page? Oh God, we didn't even get to the Facebook page yet. Uh, let's see. Uh, Peter says having to turn off the auto turn off when braking on my car every time I drive it. Yeah, I don't have a car that fancy. Do you guys have an auto turn off? Yeah, on your cars. Got it on one. I, I think I said this once on the show, and I got killed for it. I still don't believe that's more. I, like I just will not believe that that's more efficient than just keeping it running. In red light, Lincoln, it could be. Uh, Gretchen says people that live tweet anything because they think their take is even remotely entertaining or meaningful <laughs> feel targeted by that. One. Yeah, I really wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> d- d- Gretchen, please mute me during football games. <laughs> you are not going to enjoy it. I can pro. And also, Ben, if he doesn't like people shouting holding all the time, also mute me during football games. <laughs> Wow, I feel attacked today. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, Susan says, uh, everyone that thinks renaming Highway 2 to Nebraska Parkway will fix the problems with traffic headed east out of Lincoln having to make a turn to stay on what should have remained a through road. We're going to get into this uh, a little bit on the morning drive here, so I won't go too far on that one. Uh, Susan also says, political signs uh, left up left up past election event date. If you put it up, take it down, especially for losing candidates. What a sad job that what, what must be. What about that one from, what, was it 2008 that's still up? <laughs> there, was, there was this house that is right here on South 48th Street, and it had it had like a, a collection of people who lost like multiple months to a year or two ago that they continued to have up what a shout, for like legislative races. I thought oh, that was always bizarre. Uh, Jamil says the Ticketmaster fiasco that made a lot of Taylor Swift fans angry. I heard yeah. about that. That sounded bad. Uh, Diane says the best 25 parking spaces at Target are reserved for pickup, and they're usually empty, and when someone is there, they don't have to leave their vehicle. So the young, able-bodied college student who brings their items out to them has to walk 50 feet. Meanwhile, the older adults, moms with babies, and everyone else is walking past all the empty spaces that are closest to the door from the back of the lot. I wonder which Target Man. that is. Cause that's, uh, that's the one what, on Edgewood, definitely. Cause, well, yeah, Edgewood. Cause that's but not, that, it's not this one, and it's not the Super Target. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's probably Edgewood. But the thing with the Edgewood one, it's easy. That is usually you're easily usually getting a pretty nice parking spot there, no matter what. This one on Forty Eighth and O, good luck. Like you go prime time, uh, there, you go. There are times that I'm in that very first spot. I get there and I pull in, and I'm like. Man, I kind of feel bad because I just watched a family in a minivan oh, go look for a spot. That and it's just me. Isn't it crazy? That lot can be just. I mean, it is consistently way busier be than the Edgewood yeah. one. Uh, let's see. Christine says states that can't uh, seem to collect and count ballots in a timely manner. Uh, Karen says the Nebraska women's sports team have different naming conventions on Twitter. Nebraska WBB, Husker volleyball, Nebraska softball, Husker soccer. Same with LPS sports teams. Um, yeah, I don't know. How do you do You got well, mad. One time you got somebody got mad at you because you just said Husker basketball and you were referring to a women's team and they thought it was the men's team. And Well, and I responded to that. Oh, and did I said, you? What about Husker FB Nation, Husker Hoops, Husker underscore baseball? Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. What uh, about them? All right. Um, just there's no consistency across the whole department. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and then Joe is uh, mad about the uh, selection of rock uh, stations on the radio. The Bone is the best. The Bone is the best uh, rock station that I've ever heard right here in this building. And I'm not even saying that. I would even if I didn't work. It's here. very good. It is. Re- it is. It is very good. Second only to Request Line Friday. Uh, that's the best uh, music. Rate. And by the way, don't look. Bad. Don't look now. Don't look now. We are. Two weeks out in one day from Request Line Friday's return. All right, seven twenty six. That is it for what chaps you on Wednesday. Eventful today. You're listening to LNK today. Just with- sit. Just <laughs> sit. <laughs> Just sit down. It's LNK today with Jack and friends on KLI. No big deal. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news at ninety nine three KLI. All right, let's count them down. Let's get those five things started right away. Number five. Well, the South Beltway will eventually become Highway 2. We'll probably always refer to it as South Beltway, but officially that'll be Highway 2. So that portion of Highway 2 that's going to be abandoned becomes the responsibility of the city, and it's being renamed Lincoln or uh, Nebraska Nebraska Parkway. Nebraska Parkway, yes. (laughs) I can see it's going well already. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This has has very difficult adoption all over it here at this point. Yeah. uh, Old habits of calling things certain things really die hard. 
just yes. Well, it brings up that that age old question: Why do you drive on a parkway and park in a driveway? It does. It 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 does absolutely. <laughs> so they are LTU is is going to go through uh, and replace more than four hundred general traffic signs between South one hundred twentieth Street and then all the way to the other side of town on seventy seven. That changes the references from Highway Two to Nebraska Parkway. I yeah. want to say Nebraska Expressway, but it's Nebraska Parkway. Yeah. Uh, so they're changing all of those things, and then the new signs for the what we call the South Beltway will be high, that will be Highway Two. Mark, I'm not. How, how many years until I don't make a mistake on this? Five? Oh, I'll ten. I'll be. You know. I mean, I'm. Gone by them. I'm, I, I mean, and, and I apologize to the people at Bryant Health, but every once in a while, I'm still like, hey, LGH. over at Lincoln General. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's been that's been gone for 15 years, hasn't it? Been gone a while. I mean, it's been it it, it is hard, but especially especially with a, the the new one is taking the old name, and I understand you got to do it because it's part of the highway system. That's just going to be so hard. We'll see. I, I would have liked it been something entirely different. You know, like old Highway 2. <laughs> old Highway 2 and new Highway 2? How, how about it's Highway 2.0 or 2.1? How about that? We got Highway 2.0. We got Highway 2.1. Just call it Old 2. Something. Yeah, Old, old Dairy. <laughs> <laughs> old 2. I mean, it, it, when I had it in my hometown, we had... Old 14 and new 14, and it's been honestly 20, 25 years. Honestly, old two, new two. I'd be, I'd, I mean, honestly, I wait not even kidding. That, that's the old two, new two. Old two, but, new two, you two. I ain't driving over so there. So the, the, the NDOT is going to relinquish the highway two to the city of Lincoln and give them 10 million. And, and yes, and, and do that. But they're getting the name highway two that goes along with it, essentially. To put it on the South yep. Beltway, which I'm always going to call the South Beltway, which isn't even a thing. I mean, it's not even drivable yet, and I already have a name for it. Right, but South Beltway isn't going to mean anything. It mean a thing, but, but, it's tra- what, but we've called it the South Beltway for 30 years when we've been right. talking about it. But it's for through traffic is the one that's going to, you know. Uh, and how long will it take before Google Maps gets up there? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the street name will require one resident, nine businesses, and three state of Nebraska Department office buildings to update their addresses. Evidently, what is the one resident that lives on Highway 2 that has to change their address? I am fascinated with that. This is in the press release from the city. Yeah. yeah. Who's um, the one person who's got well, to change their address now? Isn't there a, a, a residence? I'm trying to think. Wouldn't be along twentieth there. That right? would actually have a have a highway to. Yeah, I'm trying to probably th- maybe are up on the east side. Uh, probably yeah. Is there something up on the east side there? Yeah, like up past Walmart in that area, maybe. Yeah, maybe on the That's south probably side. Probably what it is. You know, just east of Cheney. I don't know. Or is there a residence there by uh, the po- uh, Lowe's? Uh, I don't know, Apple that- Way. Is there? Is there? I'm, yeah, that's. I'm I don't know. Think. I don't know. But how is it that there are only nine businesses? Well, it feels like there'd be way more than that. It's just that none of them have the direct entry from Highway Two, and so that isn't their address. Probably. Yeah. I can't. That doesn't seem right. Well, you know, like uh, there were. Um, oh, the Amigos is on Fifty Sixth and Old Cheney. Yeah. Uh, those addresses are all Old Cheney. Yeah. yeah. We'll see.
We'll see. Oh, by the way, if you want to, uh, if you are hoping to get an old street sign as a uh, yeah. as a collector's item, they you won't be able to. They will be resurfaced for further use. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so, and the, well. the city council approved this name. By the way, it was proposed by the name change committee by the Lincoln Lancaster Planning Department. So, well, they didn't ask your or my opinion. Uh, I know. I would have had. They probably I, asked honestly, I, I really would have went with something that doesn't even sound that doesn't sound anything like Nebraska Highway Two. I would have went with something that sounds complete, like name it after somebody or something like that. I think that would have been much easier. Well, there was a petition drive that got started uh, a couple of years ago to try to name it Kobe Mack Way. That I mean, something like that would have been, and that would have been cool. But that something like that would have been, I think, easier. Jack Mitchell Memorial Highway. <laughs> there we go. There we why? <laughs> you would have Number to. Four. Wouldn't you have to? Are you? Wouldn't you have to kill me to make that happen? That doesn't seem good either. <laughs> no, because Jack Mitchell is a. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Updated election That's report true. from Lancaster County Election Commissioner Dave Shively out yesterday. Uh, no changes in the outcome. A couple of races widened a little bit. A couple narrowed yeah, a little bit. It doesn't look like any of these are changing. And, and the ones that were tight that people were wondering about was the county attorney race, uh, the Conan Moorfeld race, of course, the the... The tw- was the 26th race, the George Dungan race, where he was leading, and then 46 with Daniel Conrad and James Michael Bowers. And it just, with with a little, like, 2,000-plus votes left, you would just have to have something where it, would go, it go. would go totally against what the yeah. the other samplings of, a, of the thing would be to turn any of those over. Um, I guess you still could have a scenario where it gets within the that 1% rule, where the winner has 1% where it triggers an automatic recount. Uh, but I read in the uh, in in one of the articles that there's also a thing where you can the the candidates can self fund a recount if they want to. Uh, Morfeld has indicated he's not going to do that though uh, if they don't get within that one percent. So, but I'll tell you what if you if you wonder if it has an impact on whether you vote or not, if that district it's I mean think about it guys that district 26 race is as close as it is that race going one way or the other could determine whether or not the Republicans in the nonpartisan legislature have a filibuster-proof majority in the state legislature. And that race is going to be determined by, we don't know exactly how many, but it could be 150-ish votes. Or less. Or less. It could be less. So, yeah, this uh, this uh, this idea that uh, votes don't, don't matter. Yeah, you know, I get it in presidential races. I get feeling like that in presidential races. But I, but as we've said over and over again, I, I still think the the race that's going to come out of this entire thing that's going to have the most profound, quick impacts on policy that impacts you guys and us and and me is that st- state legislative race, and that is going to be maybe 150 votes that is going to separate that honestly could determine the future of of abortion policy in this state if you really want to boil it down and make it dramatic. I mean that's true. That's correct. That's true. So. Uh, all right, moving on. What else do we have? Number three. COVID risk dial jumped up a notch to mid-yellow. A uh, couple of reasons why. The matrix numbers, metric numbers that they use in uh, determining that. Uh, hospitalizations up and the number of cases week over week up. I think they're. I, I wonder if they would have done this if you weren't coming right into the holidays, too. Um, that that might impact some of these things as well, so question that a lot of people have is who pays attention to it yeah that i think that's a fair question 
That's very quick. And again, I'll, I mean, I'll go back for for whatever it's worth. Is is that when I asked them, you know, I I did well, a few months ago. I did ask the mayor, why are we still doing this? You know, at this point, and her answer was basically, it it is primarily, and I'm paraphrasing what she said, but she said it's primarily for people who are concerned if they're immunocompromised, if they want to, if they want to have a sense of how safe or unsafe it is for them to you know do certain things in the community this is primarily for them at that point which that's the case fine i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get up in arms about it but i'm also like like you said it's it it feels like it's not something that is um it's not impacting my day-to-day activity i'll just say that at this point i think there's a lot of people who are in that boat too number two former president trump launched another run for the presidency Promising supporters he will make America great and glorious again. Oh, is that a new... Yeah, it's going to require a bigger hat or a smaller font if we're going to do that. Yeah, I mean... Great, make know. America great Gaga? again. Ma, great and glorious Wait, is again. it now Mag, Magaga? Magagaga? <laughs> Maga... Make Ma, America great again. It's Magaga. Ma, make America great and glorious again. Magaga. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I always thought it was MAGA, and they say MAGA, so that's... uh, So is that MAGA? MAGAGA? Are you a MAGAGA or a MAGAGA? (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Sorry, Mark. If he's successful and wins presidency, (laughs) he would be just the second president to serve two non-consecutive terms. He'll have some challengers. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. Everybody might still be scared of him. Maybe DeSantis is still scared of him. I don't know. I, 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 they act like the tide is turning on him. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I will believe it when I see it because I still I'll say what I said yesterday. There are more people who are personally attached to him as a politician and pa- personally passionate about him and who he is than anything I've ever seen in politics. That are, I mean, that will go to the absolute mat for him specifically. And won't for and and I don't think that just wears off. To be honest, I really have doubts that that just that I, I, there's just not going to be people for DeSantis like that. Um, and and of course it has to do with numbers. But when you're getting into a primary, I think that really matters. It does, so, and, and we'll have I, to I see. Know. But you know, I tend to harken back to remember how strong the Tea Party was, and it finally just it lost true. it lost its uh, not as much its I don't luster, know. just the the fervor. If you're asking me to put to pick the uh, pick, I mean, you say uh, Jack, you got to pick who's going to be win the Republican primary right now. I'm, I'm still saying Trump. I st- despite every despite the last few days and all the narratives that go around, I still think that it's going to be him. I'll, I'll admit it if I'm wrong. And if DeSantis swoops up and everybody decides that's the that's the better path, um, but but I mean he's you know it's not and it's not just voters. He's had he has had. People around him, powerful people in Washington that have been incredibly helpful to him and and loyal to him as well. And I guess maybe if that changes, that's going to be the beginning of the end on this whole thing. But I wouldn't be ringing that ringing that bell that it's all over yet for him. Magaga, 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 Maguga, <laughs> Magaga. It, it's that, more fun to say than Maga or Maga. I'll say that. It is. I mean, I'll tell you that, that. That would be like Lady Gaga and the Goo Goo Dolls going out on tour together, <laughs> calling it Goo Goo Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> 
number That's, one. Uh, that made me laugh a lot, Mark. That was good. Nine out of ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, who's going to be quarterback Saturday? I'll just ask <laughs> oh, it. Right, yeah, try, try. call. Casey Thompson practicing, but day-to-day. I can't tell. I mean, every week they've been like, he's day-to-day, but everybody's like, oh, there's no way he's playing. Right. So I don't know if it's that again or if it actually is. Things are getting better now. Chubba's having surgery Chubba's had a high ankle sprain, so he's done for the year. Logan's uh, apparently able to play, but Apparently beat up, up yeah. Banged up, and then you get down next to Jared Sinek, who'd be next in line. Redshirt uh, freshman walk on out of Hastings. Wasn't there? Didn't they recruit this uh, high school quarterback out of Carney? Uh, so, or, yep, that would be Heinrich Harbor, yeah. who would. I laid out the depth chart on Twitter. So, Casey Thompson, who's day to day, unlikely. Chubba Purdy, who's injured. Logan Smothers, who's banged up, but probably going to go. Walk on Jared Sinek. And then true freshman Richard Torres, who we've not really seen anything at all because he had a knee injury in high school. And then supposedly Matt Masker, walk on out of Carney Catholic because he's at least traveled with the team. And then maybe your scholarship redshirt freshman Heinrich Harburg out of Carney Catholic. Crazy. And then, and then two other true freshman walk ons. It's crazy. Um, yeah, so. I I wish Casey could play. I, this is a, I mean, it's dumb. Obviously, the team's just say, better. I would I would like to see these. La- I want because I'm still out there. I know maybe some of you have moved on from the season and are ready to, now that the bowl game is out and ready to focus 100 percent on the coaching search. I still want pelts of Wisconsin and Iowa. Yes. Okay. I still do. And if I'm the only one who still wants that because of who they are, so be it. But I desperately still want wins in those two games, even though in the long run it probably won't mean a whole lot. But they're trophy games, even though the trophies are very... I don't care if there's a trophy or not. You haven't beaten Wisconsin in a decade. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be fired up for these two games. I still will. And I don't know what that sound was. I think I got an email and I have my sound on. Okay. All right. Well, I better go read it. We'll take a break. (laughs) 7.55. It's LNK today with Chuck and Friends. That's your morning drive. Just sit. Brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on KLIN. You're listening to LNK today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right. More coming up during the 8 o'clock hour. Got another fantasy Huskers pick coming up in 10 minutes. Mary Lirian Gaylor Baird is going to join me. Uh, John Bishop is going to join me as well. And, uh... And a lot of the same fun and information that you've come to expect from the show. It's all coming up. Enjoy it. 8 o'clock, KLIM Lincoln. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIM. But first... Fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. All right, keyword is kick. Kick. K-I-C-K. It's good. I appreciate you giving me an easy one to spell. You're uh, welcome. Text that in right now to Rickstown Recognition Text Line, 402-479-1400, and you can play, uh, get one of the final picks of the season in Fantasy Huskers uh, and take a guess at how many, what the longest punt of the game will be. You know it's late in the season when we're doing the longest punt in the game. It feels but, like that should have been an Iowa week question. I know. But... I know. I kind of thought that. I mean, we can bring it back if we need to. <laughs> do it again. We'll see. We can do what we want. It's our contest. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, joining us right now, Mary Lirian Gaylor Baird for her monthly visit with us. Good morning, Mayor. How are you doing today? 
Hey, Jack. Good morning. I'm doing really well. How are good, you? Good. Oh, I'm good. I'm just trying to get, I'm already just saying Nebraska Parkway over and over again, trying to make sure I don't get Highway 2 and Nebraska Parkway confused in the future because, like, I I still have a hard time remembering, you know, Brian LGH West is not still called Lincoln General. So, right. like, I'm I'm a little concerned about uh, getting this actually accurate in my head. But I know you guys are changing out a lot of signs, so I guess that'll help. We'll do our best to help you out. Yeah, that'd be good. If that'd... only they'd bring back the gizzards on the Kentucky Fried Chicken. That would help. Street. That yeah. would help. That would help me. I mean, that would. I think that would just help the entire city, really, <laughs> if they brought if they brought that back. Uh, we're, we're getting into uh, winter weather here. We've had some snowflakes fall. Obviously, not a, a significant event yet in terms of snow clearing, but it'll probably come soon enough. Like I'm of the opinion that we're going to get crushed this winter because uh, we just didn't have anything last year, and it just feels that way. That's not scientific whatsoever. It's just how I feel. Uh, but uh, uh, but tell us a little bit about um, um, kind of changes uh, for this year in terms of equipment, in terms of trying to make this whole process of, of as you guys call it, snow fighting more more efficient, more cost effective, quicker, all of those things. Will there be any changes this year, I guess, is the first question. Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, Snow fighting is a huge priority, and we want to make sure that we can safely get the public to and from work and school, even when it's a crush of snow, as you called it. And so we have invested in a bunch of new super combo plows. I mean, they, these are plows that can not only help us clear the arterials with these really giant wing blades, but they can also spray anti-icing material. They can also put the pre-wet salt with, um, down. So they have, they're multifunctional, and we believe that using these 12 new plows will be able to complete arterial snow plowing up to two hours faster than we have been able to do in the past. And this is on top of other improvements we made last winter when we, we did a lot of contracting, we piloted a program, which we are continuing, of working with private snowplow contractors so that we can um, get to streets faster when we have really heavy snow. So uh, if, they're, if they can do these different things, like they can do the, they can spray the stuff, they can, I guess, probably spread the, the salts, salt. the, the salt that happens as well. So is the benefit with that, like, that you don't have to go change trucks when it goes from almost snowing to snowing? Is that yeah. what it is? I mean, well, it's just a really efficient use of our limited resources. And the other benefit of these trucks actually is that we can remove the wing blades and use them just to haul materials during warm weather seasons. Mm. So this is just a really efficient tool for us. Uh, it does it all. And I, and I know um, I know it was a while back, but you, you, there's GPSs on these snowplows, and you guys have actually put out a snowplow tracker uh, that people can actually look at and, and try just to try and figure out where, where things are happening if they're thinking about right, making requests. Will that continue? Yep, yep, that'll be on our website, lincoln.ne.gov slash snow, and so people can try to understand sort of what progress we've made and what's coming next by watching our plows online. Um, speaking of new uh, of new equipment, new materials, I also know there was an announcement here about a week or two ago, too, uh, related to, to LFR, um, new trucks, new ambulances, um, and this is, I believe it, it came from, it helps the CARES uh, federal grant uh, type stuff helped with this, but tell us a little bit about uh, the decision to, to use those funds on these and, and what kind of capabilities these will bring. Yeah, it's really exciting to have more of our, you know, fire engines and an ambulance to help with rapid response time for our community. Um, we used CARES dollars. We had $8.4 million in CARES Act that funding that we were awarded, and, and we knew that this was a big priority because when people call 911, we want to get there as quickly as possible. And, and a lot of our fleet had been old, and we've been working to replace it. So it was a high-priority 
the new trucks and the ambulance will make sure that we have rapid life-saving assistance to the public. And I got to actually ride shotgun in one of these ends. They're amazing. Yeah. Our, uh, our LFR team developed the specs to try to make this as um, user-friendly for the folks who utilize the trucks um, so that they have what they need to get in and out quickly to help people. And the specs have been so well-received that other fire departments across the country are using them because they, they think, yeah, this is this is the right kind of truck for uh, serving communities. So I'll just say anecdotally, we went on, on September 11th, we went and, and delivered lunches to um, all of the LFR stations. Caleb and I did just a, a few of them, and we kind of divided it up, and we went to one of the stations. I, I don't know that it was one of these trucks because this would have been back in September, but it was a new, it was a new, and Caleb, do you remember this? It was a new and up updated truck that they showed us uh, when we were out at that station there, yeah. and, it, and they were telling us how we, much they can run from we, like the, we talked the to, mobile. We talked to the LFR people there about this this new equipment that they had, and they, they were it. they were effusive about what a game changer that yeah. it was uh, in some of the stuff that they could they could do. With they the, wanted to it, tell us everything about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean they've done such an amazing job of of designing these vehicles, even down to the seats that yeah. they sit in. I mean they they bounce. They kind of have the air compression so that it's a more comfortable ride when they're moving fast. They also have carved out in the seat rest space for the oxygen tanks they wear so that when they're ready to go to fire, they don't have to like mess with taking that on and off as they get in and out of the trucks. They can pop into a seat and there's room for that built in. It's, yeah. it's really well, and, and it was even little things like the way the, the, the seats, the direction, Caleb, do you remember that? Like they told us they were, the seats were facing a different direction than the old ones were. Yeah, they were, were facing and that, forward so you can see the, the situation as you're arriving yes. instead of facing and backwards. And they were talking about like how that would save them seconds yes like important yeah. seconds by being able to visually assess it more quickly it's uh, it, it's just it's kind of a fascinating uh science that goes into it but but to talk yeah. about it and and hopefully and bottom line is hopefully i mean we've been in these situ i've been in these situations where you know first responders are are needed and and the seconds the efficiency all of those things can make huge differences yeah um, see the difference uh, between life and death really, yeah so yeah, without a doubt. Uh, let's see. You uh, you got somebody from Michigan to run the libraries? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, Went to Kalamazoo right. and got somebody to run the libraries? We did. You know, we used a search firm that specializes in library professionals, and they found Ryan Weber, and we're really excited to welcome him to Lincoln. He's uh, got a lot of experience serving in, in libraries. He's been a director for years, and, um, you know, he's... Um, he's led a system that's of comparable budget and size, and he, he emerged as the unanimous top candidate during our search. So we were really impressed with him and his enthusiasm and his experience. Yeah, and, and, and it's always interesting to me, um, and I know there's been a lot of talk over the years about downtown library, what do you do with that? But just like, uh, even just kind of the role that libraries play in a completely different information age and how much of that, you know, of course, there are always still books, but all of the different things that are available. And I can't imagine that industry has got to be changing. Incredible. I call it industry, but you know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah, that's got to be changing the same way. So many like our industry is changing, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we do a lot of downloadable books. Um, we have a lot of people who come into our libraries to access the computers and and the Internet so that they can you know do job searches or put together resumes. It's the libraries in our community are functioning in many different important ways, and and one of the things that impressed us about Ryan is that when you know in his in his current role, to help partner with the schools that wanted to make sure that kids had access to 
the resources that libraries offer. They made it so that your school ID was also your library card. So they've worked to make it easier for people to get access to information and resources, and, and that's what we want. I, I'm thinking about it. Can you remind me of where we're at on the on whatever's happening? There was potentially downtown library, potentially some kind of a vote that was going to happen on it. It's not happened. Like, where are we even at with that whole process right now? Yeah, I think that right now the libraries are working to um, talk to folks and try to raise funding potential and understand what what the capacity is in the community to help provide that private philanthropic match to any public funds that might be available in the future. So they're still in the planning stages and wanting to make sure they get it right and taking into account not just the needs uh, for the downtown branch, but also across our system. You know, we've got a lot of older neighborhood branches that right. need improvement. So there's there's a lot of work to be done on the strategy. Um, so uh, we, we've talked a little bit on the show about the, the, the floodplain stuff, which I, I've got to admit is not the, uh, the most... <laughs> it's an important topic. topic. It's not the sexiest topic like it's hard for me to like pull in i'm not using it for promos for my show i guess is what i would uh, big floodplain talk here coming up but i know it's in, like it's an important one help me just like understand exactly what what's going on here it's like there are elevations from the from the 60s that that you that have been used and if i'm understanding right and correct me if i'm wrong but basically there you're looking at new rainfall numbers and those seem too low now is that is that the bottom line here yeah yeah so the city helps guide and um, process and enable building and development and part of the way we do that safely is having these maps of our um, land in Lincoln and how, what parts of it are in the floodplain. It's only about 16% according to our current maps. So most people are not in the floodplain. Most businesses are not in the floodplain. But for those who are, having a good sense of how high floodwaters would be if we had severe rainfall is really important. It really matters a lot to making sure that we protect people and property. Um, the rainfall data that informed today's maps that data is from 1961. It's incredibly outdated, and we have new updated rainfall data that tells us our maps are inaccurate. The flood levels are too low, and so if we're using these outdated levels, people will be building to an inadequate standard to protect themselves and their property from flooding. Um, this is something we've been looking at for three-plus years. We've been having a lot of engagement with the community We've had a Salt Creek resiliency study. We've got the official rainfall data. We're working with FEMA to do updates to our maps. A lot of that work of mapping or creating something like an Antelope Valley project or a Holmes Lake project, those take decades and a lot of money, and we're exploring those options too. We, this is the work the city does. Um, but in the meantime, we want to make sure people are building to a safe, sufficient standard and Today they they aren't because we know that our maps so, aren't accurate. So this so uh, correct me if I'm wrong. So did that, does this just impact somebody who would want to build on a floodplain now? That so this is just like going forward the standing for building on the floodplain now, new construction yeah. that is new construction, or if someone wanted to remodel a structure that's currently in the floodplain. If if that remodeling is more than fifty percent of the value of the house, if the value of the of the remodel is is that significant, then we'd want them to build up another foot. And all of these homes and structures in the floodplain today are subject to um, extra building standards because they're in the floodplain. And this is just an incremental change to make sure that 
you know, if you're going to invest your life savings in <laughs> remodeling your home and getting it to a safe, you know, what you think is a safe standard, let's actually make sure it is a safe standard and it's not it's not wasted and you're still in the floodwaters. So we've been going around and around about this for, for a number of years, and we even paused last year to get even more input, more recommendations. The proposal has been modified significantly based on that kind of input. So we're ready to move forward because we think this is an important public safety issue and we have a responsibility to guide safe development. So but, but the, I believe there's a public hearing on this in, the, in front of the Planning Commission today, right? And then That's it would right. go to the City Council later That's right. uh, for this? Today, Planning Commission, um, City Council in December. Okay. Yep. All right. There we go. Um, all right. Last, but last but not least, are are we closer? Do you have a date? Do you have you made a decision on what your plans are for for twenty twenty three? Because people are uh, people are asking and wondering. And I want to I want to ask you before I speculate about yeah, anything. Well, you well, yeah, I'll I'll let you know. Right now, I'm still focused on all of this important work, and uh, I will I'll be sharing something soon. Oh, you'll be sharing something soon. All right. Yeah. So focused on floodplains for now. Yeah. All right. All right, Mayor. Uh, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate okay. it. We will uh, we'll probably talk to you next month sometime. All right. All right. Thanks so much, Jeff. Mayor Leary and Gaylor Baird uh, joining us right now. All right. <laughs> Somebody just... Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll get to this here in a second. I got a funny tweet right now. Uh, but we got to take a break. We got sports coming up next. It is 824. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Why do you listen to KLIN? Let us know with a voice message in the free KLIN app. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska Airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. Yes, John Bishop from Sister Station, 1620 The Zone, joins us right now. Talk about all the things going on in the world of... Life and uh, Husker Sports and, and beyond. Uh, John, when they changed the name from Highway 2 to Nebraska Parkway, how quickly are you going to be able to adopt that change when giving out addresses? And, and Gosh, not, I'm trying to think if I've ever you know used that to give an address. Or, um, or just referring to it and telling yeah, someone to, to go somewhere. I'm still going to call it Highway 2. I, see, but the, pro- the problem is it's not going away. Highway 2 will be the South Beltway now. And I know, and so I know, it's going to be, but, it, it, but that's going to be the South Beltway to me. I know. See, exactly. I know it, it. Highway two, and just call it the South Beltway. I know. I'm just. We have a hard time. We still have things that we call by their old names, even though they're no longer referred to by their old names. And if, if I'm, I'm trying to remember it now. Well, it's actually always had. Um, two names, but like when they built, they built the bypass around Fremont. You know, Highway 30 used to go through Fremont, and but it was also 23rd Street. So, you know, when you said the mall was on 23rd Street, you didn't say it was on Highway 30, even though that was Highway 30. So when they built the bypass around town, it didn't really screw anything up because we always referred to it as 23rd Street. Okay. Yeah. But obviously we didn't do that in Lincoln. We, it's always um, been Highway 2. You just say Highway right. 2. Yeah, because it doesn't have a secondary two. name. Yeah, it I never have. had another name. So, um, you know, I, I guess shame right. on whoever named it in the first place. Had we been thinking about <laughs> <a> name for it. <laughs> had we been thinking about this, we'd have given it a secondary name uh, well, and, to, to and, be able to call it. But Nebraska Parkway is just so. Uh, well, but I mean, I've heard it referred to as Nebraska Highway. 
That's true. Ne- Nebraska Highway Two. Oscar Highway was was six uh, north of town, north right. side of town, and this was always Nebraska Highway. So, I mean, you could, I, I think, you could just keep it Nebraska Highway, and that wouldn't that wouldn't mess up anything, would it? But well, I guess then then my question is, how many people out there were like me and thought of it? I mean, yes, I did use Highway Two, but if if someone told me, you know. Um, you know, Lowe's is on Nebraska Highway. I would say, oh, yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, that. I, mean, I mean, I think I get what they mean, but it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, it, it is. It, it is. I don't. And 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 it's now Nebraska Parkway. I mean, this thing is decided. So Jill says on the Rickside Recognition text line to just call it the old Deuce. The old Deuce. I like it. I mean, the old Deuce. I, I still think you should have had Highway 2.0 and Highway 2.1. I mean, I think that that's one way that you could have dealt with it. There are a lot. There are a lot of the old deuce, <laughs> the old dairy on lo- the north side of town, and we got the old deuce on the south yeah, side. Yeah, I of look town. forward to the first business who identifies themselves as being on the old deuce. <laughs> hey, check us out at fifty six in the old deuce. This this still shocks me. There is, according to the the city's release, the street name change will require one resident. To update their address, there is one person in Lincoln with a Highway Two address, which I'm very fat. I can't even figure out where that would be exactly. I'm guessing it's up oh. on the east part of town. Maybe there's a driveway that comes off once you get past Walmart in that area. How do we get them to officially listed as the old Deuce? Okay, now yes. you've got me curious because I'm trying to think of where that might be. I got, my guess is my best guess. And, this, and 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 it counts in Lincoln between South 120th Street and Highway 77. So I'm going right. to guess up. It's probably up by 120th Street. Would be my guess that there's maybe a, a like a driveway that comes right off there where the address is actually on Highway Two. Yeah, it but could they're going to have to totally change their address. Yeah, so. it could be. I man, that's a great question. Yeah, I would I know. like to know. Now, 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 I'm going to spend the rest of the day, you know, <laughs> mulling through because you know that's on my side of town, and I drive it all right. the time. Well, I'm sure we could just go to the assessor's page and look up Highway well, Two. Yeah, as the you address. could, but it's yeah. more. It, it's like it's like when I go to the other day, I had to go to the the Home Depot to get a hook yeah. for the shop for the bathroom. Instead, instead of asking someone, "Hey, where are the hooks?" Yeah. I go on this search because I feel like I have to. I accomplish do too. Something. I do this and too. So, yeah. So so this is the same thing. Yes, would it be easier to just go to the assessor's webpage? Of course. But because I have that whole stretch in my mind, I'm now going to spend the rest of the day trying to figure out, all right, who's the house yeah. on Highway 2? Yeah, you all right. We'll keep thinking. But I, I am the same way with you when I go into a store and I can't find something and I've got one of my kids or my wife like, just go ask someone. And I, I don't. It's dumb, no. but I won't. I don't know why it's a personal quest that I've decided that I want to embark on and I want to finish myself and I almost never will for some reason. Yeah, exactly. Plus, plus I'll just, I'll tell you what the, I would say heart, the modern hardware store, the big box, big box hardware stores can be some, it, it almost about 80% of the time I'm going there. It's for something. I have no idea where it is. It, oh, exactly. So I like, I can't, I can't quite figure out. Like, there's a few obvious things I know where they are, but a ton of them it could fit in different. It could fit in different genres. A hook is a great one. Yeah, the hook. Like, I'm trying to think of some of the other things in the last you know few times I've visited the store, but I bet it's like seventy percent of the time I go for something very specific. 
I don't know exactly where it is. Yeah. You know, because yep. because most of the time I'm not shopping. I mean, I know where the lawnmowers are, but right. I'm not shopping for a lawnmower every right. day. Right. I'm going to the yeah. grocery store and 80% of the time I know, 90% of the time I know exactly where I'm going. Hardware store, I'd say, uh, I mean, the vast majority, I don't know. If you know don't know where, it, where is. it is, are you guys not pulling it up on their website? Okay. Now, uh, now I will say this. Some of the, the, some of the big box stores have a much better app than others in terms of finding well those. app or website yeah. e- either way if you search I'm not, it, okay i'm not opening a browser and searching in it caleb what are you talking about i'm not do opening up that a, takes the oh, no, same th- amount of effort as opening up the app uh, no false you no know. no it, this is this is like a quest a quest for fun <laughs> you know it's, it's like i i, I want to master this i want to i want to find this on my own you know I, I sometimes can turn it into a game where it's like, all right, can I find this thing right. in less than five minutes? Thank yeah. you guys for doing the stereotype, not ask for directions. No, like that's, yeah. I don't know why it is. I do that too. But yeah, it, it almost feels like you're playing supermarket sweep or something. <laughs> yeah. Now, no, okay. Now with directions, obviously that's when I use the phone. Um, right. Because I, because I don't, I don't, I don't feel the same way when I'm in my car. You know, when right. I'm in my car, I want to get to the destination. I don't want to hunt and peck. But for some reason, when I'm in the store, and maybe it's just a cheap way for me to get more steps in, uh, I have to I have to find these things myself. If you if you lived in a world where we just rolled back some of the technology that we have, I would argue that the most impactful one of the most impactful things, if you just went back to where technology was 30 years ago, say, I, I mean, obviously not being able to call someone at any point is 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 one of the things. But I would say a close number two would be directions would be getting back used to using paper maps. Yes. Like that, that, I I am I can't I can't believe we did we did that at some point and you and I yeah. both did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and the thing about it was especially uh when you're in a city and you're looking for a specific <laughs> yeah, place. Right. It's not like you it's not like people have city maps, right. detailed city right. maps in their car. Right. You know, we had we had the Rand McNally where we could say, "All right, well, here's this highway that goes to this town," but the the maps of the cities aren't that that detailed. So that's when you had to stop and you had to ask for directions or before you left whoever you wherever you were down. going, yeah. you had wrote it down, turn that's left here, turn yep. right here, you know, blah blah blah. Like and that I was printed it. off the map quest. Yeah. See, that was in college. college. In college I did that. I printed off map quest, but like I drove to uh, I drove to Kansas City I think when I was in high school and like I don't quite know how I I, I mean I this is how dumbed down I've gotten over the years like I don't know that I could do that very well right now in terms of just finding my way inside the city where I need to actually be. It's yeah. kind of, it's concerning about my own brain and how it's uh technology is just taking it over. That would be maybe the biggest the biggest change, I think, because I'm very, I'm very. No, I agree. On that. I agree. That I do it for places huge. in Lincoln. What is wrong with me? Like I'll, I'll, like I'm just trying to find the quickest way to get someplace that I've been before, and I'll put put the directions in. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Uh, hey, listen. We, you know, we can talk all kinds of things about the the future of Nebraska football and what they need to do to get better under whatever this next regime is. But can it be any clear that having some depth, a good depth at quarterback, is just a requirement now? Uh, here at this point, it's been year after year after year that this is this has been an issue. It's time. I mean, you've got to have a, a serviceable backup quarterback in this league right now. And and remember when they announced that Chuba was coming over, mm-hmm. and in the moment, a lot of us were like, "Wait, they already got a quarterback." <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. And they we were thought, tra- "Well, that's enough." And it turns out 
It wasn't even close. It needed, it needed 15. <laughs> yeah. No, but you're right. I mean, having valuable quarterback depth is, is is essential in today's football because without it, you are lost. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys wouldn't have a winning record right now if they didn't have a quarterback they trusted behind Dak Prescott. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and you know, in the NFL you're even more constricted because you only got a you know fifty three man roster and right. you know, quarter you know, quarterbacks playing at that high a level are very, very hard to come by, you know, for a starter, much less, you know, having too deep. But in college, you know, with quarterbacks who tend to run a little bit more and are a little more exposed, uh yeah, it this is you know, and I think back to the glory days and yeah. you know, the quarterback depth on those teams was really solid. Yeah. You know, we, we, we sometimes we, we, we take for granted, you know, how many times, you know, like Turner Gill missed a game or Tommy Frazier missed a game or, you know, I don't know if Steve Taylor missed a game, but he had Jerry Godowski behind him mm-hmm. and behind him. He had Mickey Joseph. Right. I mean, that's, 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 that's really good quarterback depth, for example. Um, and, and now, you know, with where everything is, you know, Nebraska's going into a game this week with a walk on at number two. And a guy who we thought was going to be, I mean, if we put a blanket over five guys, all right, here's five guys who are going to transfer. Logan Smothers was one of them, yeah. you know, eight, nine, ten months ago. And now he is your quote-unquote best option in, in the moment. So, yeah, it, 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 I, I really liked what I heard yesterday, you know, when Mickey was asked about, you know, building depth and how much depth you need in, in this conference. And it's so true. You've got to have it. you got to have it at quarterback. you got to have it on the lines of scrimmage. And you got to have quality depth because this league's going to beat the tar out of you. And unfortunately, um, Nebraska's been on the wrong end of those beatings far more often than they've been on the right side of them. You know, it's interesting. You were talking about kind of the, the glory and obviously the glory days. And there was obviously the, you know, the, you know, the Frazier thing, the, the, the blood clot thing. And then the, you know, the, then Brooke got the lung collapse. And we all, we all remember that. But then like after that, after that, so in, in 95, Going on for a big stretch, unless I'm forgetting things, Nebraska had a weirdly injury-free run of quarterbacks after that. Um, because I don't think Frost had injuries when he was quarterback that I recall. Somebody can correct me if I'm he wrong. Didn't miss a game, if, if, yeah, he yeah. Didn't miss Crouch, a game. Uh, Crouch didn't. Crouch running quarterback. I don't recall him having injury issues. I mean, they had the thing. Well, there know, was yeah. Well, you you recall though when he broke in in '98. You know that's when Newcomb went down, and then yes. and then and then okay, uh, and because you had Monte Cristo start the uh, the Missouri game. Oh yeah, that's how Cristo got. Okay, so there's a little of yeah. that, but then so there's so a little bit, was, but yeah, starting in '99 again. You know, Crouch, I don't think missed a Crouch game. Didn't, Jamal Lord never got Jamal, hurt. This Jamal was actually Lord. something that I looked up because okay. we were talking about Nebraska has now gone five consecutive seasons of not having the same quarterback start every game from '96 to 2008. Of those 13 seasons, you only had three times where a quarterback did not start. That's what I thought. Okay. And so you probably yeah. mentioned one of them. 98 with Monte Cristo would have probably Monte been Cristo. one of them. Yep. Well, you had two of them because you had Crouch and Cristo who started. So, for, yeah. 98, 99. And that was about Crouch and Newcomb. Yeah, yeah, that that wasn't an injury. Based, that might not yeah. have even been an injury that time. No, it, it wasn't. It was because because Newcomb yeah. started the year and then Crouch right. took over. Yep. And then not again until 07. That's crazy. Until 07, which was yeah, who? Because Zach Taylor didn't was, miss a game. Joe Daly didn't miss a game. Um, 
You know, you mentioned Jamal. Didn't oh, miss you know game. what? That was Sam Keller year. That's what that was. Yeah, Gans yeah. in for Keller. That was Gans yeah. in for Keller. Yeah. The, and then I after mean, that, Gans didn't miss a game. I knew we had had a, a just a incredible because it felt like, yeah, it felt like the quarterback never went down. It never happened. And now, John, it happens every year. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah, it uh, is. You know, it's it's and that and those quarterbacks, by the way, were you know, especially at the beginning of that era, they were they were taking punishment, they were taking hits in the Big sure. Ten. The only quarterbacks for Nebraska that you've had to start every game of a season: Taylor Martinez, twice actually. Okay, Tommy, and he played not at a hundred percent a lot of times no, too. Tommy yes. Armstrong in fourteen, okay. and then Tanner Lee in twenty seventeen. Okay, that's interesting, that, and that's it. Yeah. Hmm. Um. I, uh, I guess I don't even know what to ask about the coaching search anymore, John. It is it is crazy. You know, there have been these little things that have bubbled up where it seems like maybe there there's something out there that a, a lot of people are hearing. There's something to it, and then they've gone away, and nothing's you know nothing's happened. We are getting nothing of substance from the national writers who are usually talking to agents, the Feldmans, the McMurphys. I mean, I mean, just nothing from them. We got a little trickle a couple of weeks ago from football scoop but what is your sense about what it means if it is still this unknown that it has still been this kind of quiet generally quiet especially at the national levels about this search i'm still wrestling with that i don't i don't know if that means you know really good things or if maybe the market isn't very strong um and the question i have now is because this is day 66 how could this strategy backfire in, in the sense of we thought in the moment it was like, oh, you're giving yourself plenty of time to really, you know, shop the market and talk to contacts and this and that and the other thing. But from an enthusiasm standpoint, are people starting to get like seriously fatigued to the point of, oh, for crying out loud, just say something already. <laughs> right. And then once the person is announced and we already know whoever that person is, um, there's going to be at least a faction of folks, large or small, who are going to be like, yeah, but. Yeah, there's no know, Scott, there's no Scott Frost from 2018. Exactly. There's not like, a slam dunk hire out yeah. there that we, that we can identify at, at least. And so you do wonder if there's going to be a bit of fatigue and it'll be like, oh, you announced him. Oh, great. Uh, because and part of it, too, is just the slog of the season. It's been a very unenjoyable you know, last couple of weeks and. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of folks who are just like, man, I hope this thing can get over with fast oh. because it's just, it's been tough. Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, I, I, I do, I still wrestle with the idea of whether or not, you know, it's because everything is really, really buttoned down and there's a, there's a really solid candidate who's on the hook, who's probably still coaching at this point and you can't say anything or you can't do anything because you don't want to disrupt their current organization. Yeah. Um, or if it means, you know, maybe the, maybe they're getting some pushback. The, the thing that's curious to me though is that some of the coaches, um, you know, I look at Lance Leipold mm-hmm. or, uh, Chris Kleiman, the guys that might be in line for a nice contract bump that we haven't heard anything about that yet. Hmm. Yeah, and that's that, true. That, that those things haven't happened because usually, you know, 
that that that's something that happens pretty fast, you know. Um, but we haven't heard that yet. And who knows that, that, that could be just other teams working on their own timeline. Yeah. But or yeah, not, or been, it just hasn't been announced. Yeah. You're just, yeah. The, the, even the anecdotal evidence of, well, this guy's definitely out because he just signed a new contract or <laughs> right. this guy might be in because, you know, he hasn't signed his contract. Yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah, it, there's it's so, crazy. there's so, and, 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 and to the point that we're here now, the Thursday before a game, you got a short week next week. Uh, I mean, it looks almost for sure that we're waiting until after Iowa, right? I, I mean, yeah, I, that's, I, I guess yeah, they I, could still do something. I suppose they could do something Sunday um, after Wisconsin, you, but uh, yeah, I, I see. It's a short I doubt week, it. I, at this point, I doubt it. At this point, it, it just feels like they're going to wait until after the season's over. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I you know, I, I thought you know two three weeks ago that maybe by sun this Sunday or Monday. We would hear something, mm-hmm. but now it's not feeling that way. <sighs> uh, yeah, I am. I am officially at ex- exhaustion point with just waiting, <laughs> with, with with waiting yeah. and not knowing, and and looking forward to the the speculation uh, again. I don't mind. I don't mind when people have rumors and and you know things. It's kind of part of yeah, the fun, it's normal tracking those sorts of things. Yeah. But I am just kind of the point where I'd like an answer at this point, so we can yeah. you know, start talking about that. So it's been more than two months, so it's like uh, let's. Let's move on. All right. There you go, John Bishop. Uh, Sister Station, 1620 Zone. You can hear him 2 to 6 on, on Sportsmanlike Conduct. Thank you, John. We'll talk to you. Uh, and then, well, we're not even going to talk to you next week. We have the tailgates. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Have a good one, all right? All right. See ya. There you go, John Bishop. 1620 the Zone, 8 for 6. Take a break. Wrap it up after this on KLIN. Got an opinion on the latest Huskers game? Fire off with a voice message in the free KLIN app. Aaron. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, what do we got for long punts on uh, Fantasy Huskers? Well, we got a second Craig this week, so that's not going to get confusing. Uh, So Craig 2 says 64 yards. Gryffindor Steph says 79. 79? She wants a bomb. She she knows. Got to go on the edges. Got to go on the edges to win Fantasy (laughs) Huskers. All right, tomorrow is uh, Thursday, right? Ticket Thursday. Ticket Thursday. We've got tickets to Nebraska, Wisconsin. Yeah. you got tickets to Nebraska, Wisconsin. It's going to be 31, sunny, so bundle up a little bit. You'll be fine. Uh, we'll also have Greg Sharp joining us as well, the Grow Lincoln team and more. So we'll see you then. It's 9 o'clock. KLI and Lincoln. From the 